Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert from The Relaxation Lounge. And I love coming on here to give you tips and techniques to help you reduce your stress and to create a more joyful and happier lifestyle. And today I've got Carissa Carbon, and she's a leadership coach who takes an unconventional approach to excelling in business. She helps clients become the true leader of their own lives by confronting past experiences and internal stories. And we all have those internal stories. And once we get past them, we can take action to lead more powerfully. So welcome, Carissa. Thank you so much, Denise. I'm thrilled to be here. Now, most of us, especially coaches, we're here because we've gone through an experience ourselves. So if you can just give us a little brief on how you came onto this journey to help others. Absolutely. It is so funny how there's usually that one kind of formative experience or something that kind of changes everything. And for me, that was going through a divorce about 10 years ago. I, up to that point, I had lived my life thinking, well, if I check all the right boxes, then I'll be happy, right? I went to college. I got married about three weeks after I graduated college, had the house, had the career, the car, you know, all the trappings of quote unquote successful life. And I found I was miserable. And so for me, that journey was really starting to go inward to say, well, why am I miserable? At first, I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought, well, if this is what it takes to be happy, clearly there's something wrong with me. And it was really through this kind of curiosity that I said, really, is it me? And so I made the decision to leave my first marriage, which of course is not an easy decision to take. And that was really for me, the first step in saying, you know what, I'm going to start listening to my internal voice about what I want instead of what's expected of me or what I'm supposed to do or those boxes I'm supposed to check. And so over the last year, I've really been on this very intentional journey of leaning into my intuition, listening to my inner voice, and it has made all the difference. And it has. I mean, I know for myself, and I was the same, the house, the car, the blah, blah, blah. And you just felt miserable because a lot of times, whether it's our social atmosphere, our culture, put those boxes into our into our laps and they're not our own boxes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now today we're going to talk about getting to the root cause because we often think if we do more and we'll get more organized and more of this and more of that, we'll finally get our lives together and feel that balance and that happiness in our lives. So can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. I'm, I don't know about you, Denise, but uh, years ago, let's say I wanted to go to the gym more. I would kind of just create these systems where I said, okay, well, if I just set a reminder on my phone, if I put my, my gym clothes in the car so I can go straight after work, you know, whatever it was, I was looking for all these little hacks 
that would keep me on track. And yes, those hacks are very valuable, right? To hold ourselves accountable. But what I was finding is that there was something going on below the surface. So we all know the metaphor of the iceberg, right? We only get to see about 10% of the iceberg above the surface and there's so much going on below the surface. And so what I found was the more I continued to use what I call shallow solutions for deeper issues, the more frustrated I became. I just constantly felt overworked, overwhelmed. I got burned out multiple times. And so for me, what really made a difference was not that extra five minutes I could spend, you know, meal prepping or writing down information in my planner or whatever it was. It was really starting to get curious about well, what's going on? And so I started to really dive into, in the, in the case of working out more and eating healthy, I started looking into my relationship with my body and asking, why don't I love my body, right? And you mentioned just a minute ago, those kind of check boxes that fall into our lap, especially in the US, US culture, and I know many other cultures as well, especially women, right? We have been conditioned to believe that the smaller we are, the better. And we are taught not to love and enjoy our bodies, right? We're always marketed this product and that product and this quick fix. And if you just look a certain way, then you'll find happiness. And what I realized on this journey was I had the equation backwards. I was thinking to myself, if I just had, you know, five pounds less, I would look better in my jeans. If I, and then I would be able to do things that I would be more confident and then I would be happy. Right. But for me, when I reversed this equation and I realized, Oh, I actually need to be in a place where I love my body and I want to nurture my body. And then I will act more confidently. And then I will have the results that I want. So instead of going at it from a have do be perspective, I switched it around and started living into be, do, have. And then all of those, you know, little alarms that I needed to set and those little hacks, I still use them, but they feel a lot better because it doesn't feel like I'm nagging myself. It feels like I'm actually living into what I want for my body and how I want to nourish it. Yeah. There's a big difference where I have to go to the gym or I want to go to the gym. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Huge difference. Now, what little tips can you provide the audience of how to get past these little checklists that we make for ourselves that don't work for ourselves? Yeah, it's so hard, right? Because I, we, this, this is the way I like to think about it is like a fish swimming in water. And if we don't look at the water we're swimming in, it can be really hard to make significant or sustainable changes. So one of the things that I have used and I work with clients on this, is a mantra. So what I do is I ask you, and feel free to follow along if you're listening, Um, would love for you to do this, grab a notebook and a pen. But I first ask clients to think about what are the top three to five negative thoughts that you have each day? You know, maybe it's, I should be doing more. I'm supposed to know more. If I, you know, had it all together, then I could do more or so-and-so has it all together. What's wrong with me? You know, these thoughts that tend to flood and repeat on, uh, on a spin all day, I ask people to just kind of think about it and write those down. So again, I encourage you to follow along if you're interested, but write down those top three or four or five negative thoughts that you have each day, because there is something really powerful about making it visual, right? You're now taking it out of your head and you're putting it on paper and we can look at those thoughts and then set it aside for just a minute. 
And then what I ask people to do, and this can be a challenge, especially if you don't have a practice of really leaning into how much you love yourself and how magical and amazing you are just for simply existing, this might be a bit of a challenge, but I encourage clients to find a list of traits. You can just easily Google search a list of personality traits. And I ask them to look at this list and come up with five to eight traits that resonate most with them. The traits that they love about themselves, that they want to be known by others for. And this is a very interesting exercise. And part of the reason this is a challenge, I find, especially for, for women, is because we tend to associate our worth with what we're doing. So to take a step back and to zoom out and say, you know what? I love the fact that I'm really funny. I love the fact that I'm really intelligent or that I'm detail-oriented. I love my curiosity. Whatever it is, that can be a challenge if you've never really tried to think about yourself in that way. So I encourage you to lean into it. No one has to see this. You don't have to tell anybody. So if you're feeling a little nervous about sharing, you know, someone's going to think you're bragging about yourself, this is just for you. And so I encourage you to find those top five to eight traits and then whittle that down to your top three. The three traits that resonate most deeply with you, that when you hear those words to describe yourself, you, you feel your chest kind of expand. You feel your shoulders roll back. Your chin tips up a little bit. You feel really excited because that's how you want to be known. So then after you have these three traits, you string them into a sentence. I am a blank, blank, blank. And then you can fill in the adjective, the noun that you want to use. If you want to say I'm a woman entrepreneur, you know, whatever it is, I, I chose woman. And so for me, my mantra is I am a silly, loving, unleashed woman. And you might think, whoa, I, I was expecting, you know, bold or intelligent or whatever it is. But for me, those are the traits that resonate most deeply with me. And what I notice is when I'm feeling frazzled, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I come back to this mantra, it's actually a really good signal for why I'm feeling overwhelmed, because I can typically point to, I'm out of alignment in one of these traits. So for instance, if I'm being really serious and I say, you know what, I'm a silly, loving, unleashed woman. What's going on here? Oh, I'm not living into my silliness. I'm not having fun. I'm not laughing as much. I'm taking everything very seriously. So once you have this mantra, it can be a really beautiful tool to interrupt those negative thoughts. It might feel a little forced at first, but when you go back to those negative thoughts that you wrote down, when you find yourself thinking those or having those feelings throughout the day, you can stop and say, you know what? I am a silly, loving, unleashed woman, whatever your mantra is. And again, it may, you may not fully believe it at first, but the more you practice, going back to our gym exercise, right? The more you practice and the more you exercise and you put in those reps, the stronger you become. So the first few times you say it might feel a little funny, but the more you say it, the more you will learn to live into it and to believe it. I love that because I really love doing a gratitude practice mm. and it's almost like doing a personal gratitude practice of your own traits where you are putting your, the things that you enjoy about yourself to light. Yes. I love that analogy. I think that's so beautiful. It is. It's very much a gratitude practice for yourself. And especially as women, we're often taught not to do that, right? The One of the best compliments we can receive is, oh, she's so selfless. 
what the heck? No way. I don't want to be known as being selfless. I want to be known for taking care of myself so that I can better take care of the people in my life. And that's the thing. A lot of times people don't realize if we're suffering and if we're stressed out, it trickles down to our families and our friends. You know, if we're frustrated or angry or you not know, feeling great, it, we let it out on other people around us. You know, I think that's such a really good call out. You know, you think about, let's say in the morning, uh, you spill some coffee on your shirt or something, you get a little irritated, right? At least I'll speak to my own experience. I know this has happened to me more than once, but something somewhat minor happens in the morning and I get kind of irritated. And then, you know, my husband says something and I kind of snap at him. And then I say, oh gosh, why did I snap? What he said was not that bad. And what I realize is, well, I wasn't functioning at full capacity. I was already depleted because of that other annoyance earlier in the day. And so when we think about the impact that this one tiny event can have on either the rest of the day, sometimes even the rest of the week, right? If something happens, maybe not uh, a coffee spill, but something else, you you know, someone doesn't give you a deliverable that you're expecting, it can really uh, spiral us for the rest of the week. And when we think about those situations that we allow to persist in our lives, a job that we hate, that we don't feel appreciated, we don't feel engaged or fulfilled, uh, an issue at home with our family that really needs to be addressed, but we're avoiding it because we don't want to have that awkward conversation. When we think about the impact that one tiny minor incident can have on a day or the week, imagine when we have these situations that we allow to persist, imagine the impact it's having on us. We tell ourselves, oh, I can compartmentalize. I can put it away. I can leave that at home. I can leave that at work. No, you can't. (laughs) We unfortunately are not robots who can simply compartmentalize. So I totally agree with you. Everything impacts other domains of our life, and there definitely is a trickle down. So we may become numb or accustomed to the negative situation that we allow into our lives, but think about the long-term implications it's having on your own happiness, your own well-being, your family, your friends, your coworkers. It impacts everybody. Absolutely. Now you're a coach. Now, if someone is struggling with these, with these this turmoil in the inside, what do you recommend for people to do? Because I know sometimes it's very hard to do it on your own. Because as you said, you know, it's you've been living with it so long that you don't even notice these these thoughts anymore until like even doing the mantra exercise here where you're writing things down and you're getting them out of your head and putting them on paper. That makes such a big difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I think one of the first things I usually recommend to people, and it might surprise you, my first thing is not go hire a coach. (laughs) I think there's a place for that. But I think especially if you're having a lot of this inner turmoil, you're very new to kind of getting curious and being really introspective, which doesn't matter where you are on your journey. But I do recommend starting to journal because there is something very cathartic in writing, getting it out on paper. And I don't do the kind of dear diary. I journal every single day about my day. I don't do that style of journaling. For me, what really works is to just pull that spiraling thought out of my head. So if there's a a negative thought or something that I'm feeling anxious about, I will just write it on the paper and then see where it takes me. And it will often help me. I, I What I tell people is the spinning thought in my head, I'm able to sort of pull the thread out of my brain. Once I get it onto paper, it no longer has as much power over me. So that's definitely one step that I'd recommend. Find a super cute journal. 
You can go to Target, order it on Amazon, wherever you want to get your journal, but find one that you love the cover of, right? You love the artwork. You love whatever the quote is on the front of it. I love guided journals too. If you're new to journaling, you can find so many that have prompts. I love Michelle Obama's Becoming Journal. Great. Um, Highly recommend that one. But I do recommend starting to do this practice on your own because hiring a coach or finding a therapist, depending on what would serve you the most, can be transformational. However, you will get out of it what you put into it. And so what I mean by that is if you are not coachable, right, if you are not actually ready to let go of old beliefs, let go of old versions of yourself and to step into those new versions, to hold yourself accountable, to put in the work, then I'm here to tell you, you will be wasting your money if you hire a coach. Because as a coach, I have the tools, I can hold space, I can guide you, I cannot do the work for you. And so when someone comes to me, let's say they're saying, you know, I'm really unhappy in my life, I wanna hire a coach and we start talking. If they start asking me questions like, well, tell me about all of your credentials. Tell me how this works. Tell me what I'm going to get out of it. Tell me your guarantees. And then they start arguing with me on the price that I, that I give them, that I charge for my services. That to me is a very clear signal that that person's not coachable. Because in order to really transform, we need to be willing to take responsibility and ready to say, you know what? I am ready to do the work. I'm ready to take action. So please do not waste your money. Do not go to a coach who guarantees you any sort of results. Because if they guarantee you something in three weeks, you know, that quick fix, just like going back to the diet and, you know, fad diet culture, they're telling you what you want to hear. But really that inner work has to be within you and it has to be intrinsically motivated. And that's the thing too. People don't realize that being um, with a coach, you're still in the driver's seat. You know, hundred percent. That's a, that's a great metaphor that I use with clients. I said, I'm not in the driver's seat here. I'm your, I'm your co-pilot. I can navigate. I'm looking at the map. I'm telling you, you know, what if we take a left over here or a right over there, but ultimately you are in the driver's seat. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to start wrapping this up. Is there any other tips that you can offer the audience today? You know, I would recommend just start looking up books These podcasts are amazing. You know, if you are curious about the thoughts in your head, then go on, follow that curiosity, you know, start reading books, start reaching out to people, following people on social media, who you look up to, who you respect. And even if you're not ready to commit to, let's say, hiring a coach, because that can feel really scary too, please, please know that you deserve to feel fulfilled. You deserve to be happy because you don't need to do anything or accomplish anything to be worthy. You are beautiful and you are magic simply for existing. Wow. That's heartfelt. So do you have anything to offer our our audience today? Yes, absolutely. So I do have a coaching package, um, but what I have found because investing in a coach over a long period of time can be really scary. I actually have a newer offer where I offer just a one off coaching session. If you are new to coaching, you're not quite sure what you would get out of it. You don't want to commit to three to six months and potentially thousands of dollars. I do have an offer where it's just a one hour coaching session. You bring, you know, kind of those top negative thoughts or the things that are really frustrating you in your life, the things you can't seem to overcome or, you know, stick to whatever it is. 
And we dive specifically into that issue. So it's a one hour session, right? It doesn't mean your whole life's going to be changed at the end of it. But I have had a lot of people who leave saying, you know what, this new perspective that I have, I have hope for the first time in years and I'm ready to take action. I'm feeling motivated. So you can, you can have some pretty significant breakthroughs in that one hour if you're ready and if you're coachable. That's amazing, especially if you're going to do this technique that you introduced and you're writing down your three negative thoughts. You know, sometimes we don't realize where they've come from and yes, we need to dig a little deeper. And why do we have these negative thoughts? And that's great that you're offering that support for anybody that comes on to a little bit of a roadblock and wants to move ahead. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You would be so surprised how often people say, you know what? I thought this this thought, the story that I had was just part of who I am. And as we start digging into where it came from, some of their earliest memories, I've had people break down in tears and say, I thought this was who I was. I didn't know I could change this about myself. I didn't know that this came from somewhere. And that's really powerful in that realization. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was wonderful talking to you. And thank you for sharing such important information. Thank you, Denise. It was so great to be here. I would love to keep the conversation going. So please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. If you can get the spelling of my name right, you can find me on most platforms. Uh, One R and two S's. That's usually the the holdup, but would love to hear from you and what resonated. And yes, I'll be putting all her contact information anywhere this is posted. So feel free to contact her with any questions that you have. So thank you for listening. If you're looking for more ways to reduce the stress in your life, please visit www.therelaxationlounge.info. Here I've got access to a free Facebook page where you can get support, information on the podcast where I interview different individuals who share their techniques to help you reduce your stress, plus a membership that you can join where you can come and do stress-reducing practice on demand anytime you need to reduce the stress in your life and create more happiness in your world. I'll see you in the lounge. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.